It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. How's it going, John? Good to see you. Fantastic. We are going to talk about past fights, present fights, uh, uh, future fights, um, concussions, cuts, abrasions, dislocations, uh, the UFC, Bellator, Ultimate Fighter. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. This is going to be a long podcast today. Holy crap. <laughs> talk, I was joking. We're not going to talk about all that stuff. We might even mix some medicine in this week. That'll be good. We got some medical stuff about a spit test. Yeah, someone asked some questions, so we'll get to that when it comes up later. Okay, that's what she said. All right. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> that was so not funny. All right, so first off, let's talk about the fights last weekend. Um, there was... Uh, Who's the main event again? There was a. It was Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson got stopped. Um, Cub Swanson got stopped in the third round, I think. Um, it was a good fight. Um, it went back and forth. But Cub got caught in that guillotine uh, in the beginning. Looked like it was trying to turn it into a Darce or Anaconda or whatever. But. Um, he got caught, and he started fighting his way out of it. Um, the bell rang. I could have saved him. I, he Maybe he was on his way out. We'll never know. But then he got caught with it again, standing. And the guy jumped on. He gave him a standing guard and was able to tap him out that way. Um, it, it Shit happens. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I think all we can say is, Cub Swanson's a really good fighter. He's still going to go up to the higher, you know, still he's going to stay up in the higher level. I don't know if he'll ever be a champion. Um, he very well could be. Uh, but I think what this fight shows even more than that, we all know Cub Swanson's a really good fighter. Uh, but now we know for a fact that Brian Ortega is a really good fighter. I mean, he, he had great stand-up. Great stand-up defense. Great. Uh, we always knew he had great uh, submissions, um, but he is the real deal. He just he just uh, submitted Cub Swanson. So I think the main thing this fight showed um, it didn't show much about Cub Swanson. We know that already, and anybody can lose in a knockout or submission or whatever. So it didn't prove to us anything about Cub. But it did. It made a statement, bang, about uh, Brian Ortega. What did you think about that finish and what Ortega did jumping up on him for the choke? And would that work anywhere else? I mean, that looked... I mean, it looked scary. You know, when I saw that, I was wondering, well, why doesn't he just go down to the ground? He stood and held the guy up the whole time and got choked out and tapped while he was standing, which was pretty impressive. Um, so... Would you do that anywhere else? I mean, that worked in the ring, obviously. Yeah, it'll work in the cage, and, and it's a six of one, half time the other. Um, in the street, I mean, a lot of things in the cage won't work in the street, um, and vice versa. Um, I don't know if this would work. It might work in the street. You could, the chances of you 
when you're standing up, you slamming him down on the concrete, chances are he's going to let go. But you have to realize your head is there too on the other side. So I've seen people, even in the cage or the ring, slam people down and hit their own head and get knocked out. Or even hit their head into their head. I mean, you can definitely get knocked out that way. Um, it would be dangerous, but doing this in the street wouldn't be as safe on concrete uh, because of your head. Their head is higher than yours. So the whip, uh, like kind of like a uh, um, Rampage Jackson did that to uh, Arona in Pride. But it was with a it was with a, a triangle, and Rampage actually stood up, pulled him up, and slammed him down and knocked Arona out cold. Um, so that could have happened in the street. I don't know. I don't think it would be really wise to do that in the street. Uh, I've seen people get knocked out doing that in sport fighting as well. But if you take him to the thing about taking him to the ground. Once he has his, he's he. You're already in his guard standing, so if 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 Cub brought it to the ground, um, you would give up control. He would lose more control, and Brian would actually gain more control because he already has him in the guard. So he's he already has control of his own hips, and he's controlling uh, he's controlling Cub's hips. So it would have been to me six six of one half to the other. If it hit the ground, I think he still would have had him and just uh, tweaked it up. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think um, Brian would have would have. I don't think it would have been efficient to go to the ground with that. And in, in and in the cage, once you hit the ground, I think his chances of being choked out would have been better. But he got choked out anyway, so he took a gamble and he lost. But uh, seems like anytime you're carrying around another, carrying around your opponent, you're doing a lot of work. Uh, yeah, but but once it hits the ground, you're on top of them, but they have their legs around you, and they're controlling your hips, and theirs are still free, and he has more uh, he has more ability to crank up on that on that choke once his back's on the ground in the guard. And in the street, in that position, you're giving up any ability to protect your own head from hitting the concrete, which yeah. from that height could be really bad so yeah that was a scary move and, and and it doesn't happen often you see it happening i don't know i've seen it happen probably a dozen times in the ufc um but if you can do it to someone like cub swanson you're fucking good and and brian Ortega, we knew he was good going in but now we know it for a fact it's been like it's been stamped brian ortega is good bing so the next fight was uh an interesting one uh, Knight against Benitez. Uh, Jason Knight is known for being like a crazy, you know, just this crazy guy that's he's been winning a lot. Um, but um, he just got like out everything by Benitez. I mean, he tried some takedowns and that's what we thought he was going to do because he does have a he does have a, a, a boxing background or a sorry wrestling background. But nothing was working against Benitez. Benitez had his answer uh, for everything. Um, so um, he was just out, out. I'm not going to say outclassing him like as a fighter, but that night he was outclassed. And um, everything that uh, Jason Knight did, Gabriel Benitez answered and then came back with something that Jason couldn't answer. 
So he's just it was mainly stand up. Tried a few takedowns. I think he got one. He got he got right back up on his feet. There was one weird position where uh, Jason had him up against no, I think he had him up against the cage, and um, he was uh, he was trying to take uh, Benitez down, um, and um, Benitez was pushing on Jason's head. It looked like you know trying to trying to control his head, and I guess his fingers ended up in Jason's mouth. So Jason bit down on his fingers, and the referee stopped it real quick and took a point away, which I think was the good call because he did bite him, and even later he admitted biting him. Is there a rule against putting your fingers in someone else's yeah. mouth? Because pulling someone down by their cheek or putting your fingers in their mouth, you that, know That's illegal. So that's illegal anyway. But... but there was no camera. It was against the cage, and yeah, nobody you couldn't see it. Really. You couldn't see if he put his fingers in his mouth or he went out and bit him. But I mean, for Jason's, I think both happened. Yeah, and and I think both happened. I think his finger slid in his mouth by accident, and I think Jason bit down on it. If he bit down on it hard, um, it probably would have done a little bit of damage, not as much because of the mouthpiece. But if he bit down hard, just the your jaw crushing a finger or two, could could do some noticeable damage. So I think maybe he was like biting and saying, bro, get your get your hand out of my mouth. I don't think uh, Gabriel was trying to do a, a fish hook or anything. Um, and I don't think Jason was trying to hurt him. So I, um, I think he, he got a point taken away because he did bite down and he shouldn't have. But I don't think he was trying to do any damage. I don't think either one of them was. I think it was just an unfortunate thing that happened. Didn't have any effect on the fight that one point. Because the fight was stopped. Uh, well, it, was it wasn't a stopped. It was a yeah, decision. Yeah, but it was a. He could have got that point. Um, he could have got that point taken away, and then um, or not. He could have got an extra point by Gabriel every round, and he still would have lost. So that point meant absolutely nothing in the decision. Like I said, if it was the other way around and he got an extra point, he still would have lost. If that happened every round, he still would have lost. He lost that fight big. So if um, someone sticks their hand in someone's mouth and the other guy bites, should they both? That's a foul on both of them, right? Yeah, but you, but 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 he knew he bit him, but he didn't know he put his fingers mouth. His finger could have been over here, and he could have bit it. We don't know. I right. mean, so we didn't see the camera didn't show that part. So all we do know for a fact is that Jason bit it. We don't know for a fact, but he just put his fingers mouth. And if he did put his fingers in the mouth. As an accident, that's one thing. Biting isn't an accident. So, you, yeah, but let's say he bit him, and he didn't have his fingers in his mouth. He just you just bite your opponent. You'd also just get a point taken away. Yeah, right. it just doesn't seem like as big of a deal if the guy's sticking his hand in your mouth that you bite him. I, I don't really, I don't know. Yeah, I got that self defense. You could argue that with the judge or the the, the <laughs> judges or the ref, but. He put he did put his finger in his mouth. Uh, well, the good thing is it didn't change the outcome. It of the did fight. not change the outcome of the fight again. It was he was losing that fight. Great fight by Benitez. We're gonna see him soon. I mean, if he fights the way he fought against Jason Knight, um, he's gonna climb that ladder quick. Uh, he looked freaking great. All right, let's go on to the next fight. Um, this one's worth talking about. Yeah, um, Marlon uh, Marais against uh, Aljamain Sterling. I hated that fight. I hated it, and I loved it at the same time. I loved it because 
I'm not a huge fan of Al Jermaine or not a fan. I just don't know him that well. I haven't watched him fight that much. And I didn't know Moraes again even, or at all. Even though I did see him fight against Dobson, I didn't recognize him. Um, but I do like Al Jermaine's style. Um, but I just really I haven't really watched him that much. I just know he's an up-and-comer. Um, the reason I loved it was... Well, the reason I hated it was because Aljamain got hurt. He got knocked out. And, you know, if you got knocked out for five seconds, it seems like 10 minutes. Because when someone's unconscious, like it just every second seems like a minute because it's so scary. Um, but I heard someone say that it was being timed and he was out for almost three minutes. And to me, if you're unconscious for close to three minutes, that's a coma. And if someone's been in a coma, I don't think they should ever fight again. I think that's that's scary shit. So that's that's the part that I hated. The part that I want I liked um, was this guy's such a tough guy, Moraes, and he's just a freaking beast. I mean, some guys look like they're so buff, but they just don't hit that hard. But Moraes looks like he's so buff, and he does hit that hard. I mean, he you could tell in the very beginning of that first round. Uh, like two seconds in, that this guy was a fucking beast, and he knocked him out with a knee. Uh, so it was it was he, an unintentional knee. It was well, sort of, right? Yeah, he wasn't even trying to hit him he, at all with the knee. It was a strike, though. I mean, he was yeah. he was kicking him, and uh, and Aljamain came into it, so they they met at the knee and the head, which was not good. No, but knockouts aren't all the same. I mean, not, one knockout they all aren't the same. So one knockout could be you get knocked out, another knockout it could be a much more severe injury probably as evidenced by how long he was knocked out. I mean, they don't show that on TV, but no, I know it, you heard about it. So you know, being out, knocked out that long is scary. scary. Not technically a coma, but scary. Um, and then <clears throat> the interesting thing was and I think people made a big deal of, of this online was, you know, the way he held his hands after he got knocked out. You see that um, with more severe concussions. So you get a concussion, and if it's more severe, you can have what's called posturing. Posturing means your body takes on a, you know, your arms are taking on a certain position uh, unconsciously. You know, you're putting them in a position that's probably a, you know, a reflex from when we were babies. But basically, you get knocked out so bad and have an injury that you posture. And what he did, people are making fun of it and saying he was dabbing which whatever that is but basically you put one arm out and you have the other arm flexed and uh that's called the fencing position so uh or a fencing posture and that's well known in people that study concussions is if someone has that fencing posture with one arm out and the other one flexed is it's a pretty severe injury that's it, not good no it's not good at all that's so not good news at all it's not just an injury to your brain but it's an injury probably to your midbrain and, and uh and brain stem so when you see someone that has posturing, a certain percentage of concussions that are more severe will have that. And you see it in the NFL, you see it in ice hockey, you see it uh, in anywhere. If you look it up online, look up the fencing position, and you can see a whole host of knockouts that lead to people positioning their arms like that. And it's good to notice because when you see that, in some sports, you can't tell if someone gets knocked out. There's a bunch of people on both sides, both teams, like in football, someone may get knocked out and, and then get up right away and they'll deny that they were knocked out. And if you see someone make that position with their arms, you know 100% they were knocked out. Um, in fighting, it's obvious, and the guy's knocked out. But 
um, when you see that kind of posturing, it is a little bit scarier. It is a more severe was, brain injury. It was terrible. So. Even, even uh, which another thing I love about Moraes, uh, nobody wants to hurt anyone in there. I mean, there's some douchebags that I'm sure are fighters and they want to hurt each other. But I, it's 99.9% .9 of the guys just want to win the fight. They, they love their opponent just like another martial artist. And Moraes was crying. He was so upset and so scared for uh, Al Jermaine. But you're not going to, you know, you want to, I, I would imagine if you're a fighter, your goal is to knock the guy out because yeah. you're going to get knocked out. Right. But to see that kind of reaction and that kind of severe brain injury, you know, not to say he didn't bounce back and not to say he isn't fine, but, you know, it's just, it is a sign that it's a more severe injury, which is concerning for as far as getting back to training. And, right. And, and, I, and, I bet, and I bet Moraes was scared. When he saw him doing that, he, he just freaked out. And he was like, I did that to that guy. That's scary shit. One of the worst fights I saw ever in my whole career of watching fights, I've seen a lot of knockouts, was my son knocked somebody out. And it bothered me so much they knocked someone out. I like broke down. It was like, it got, it got me really upset and I was emotional because I couldn't believe my own son just knocked out someone. It was an MMA match, so it wasn't like he was beating up like his wife or anything. But uh, just the fact that you, I was watching, I was just thinking, how can my son do that to another person? I fought plenty of people and I've seen all my fighters knock people out. But for some reason, knowing that it was my son and he just knocked someone out, it was some scary shit. So I can imagine how uh, Moraes felt. I never, uh, I never honestly uh, felt that way when I was fighting. I think my fighting day was different and I've knocked out plenty of guys, but I never like worried like, oh, is he okay? I, I just never did. I, I wasn't, a nice person, I don't think, like Moraes is. And I think Moraes is truly a nice person. I, and I really, I became, I just became a huge, huge fan of him watching not only the way he fought, but the way he reacted after the fight, knowing that he beat the guy and hurt the guy and had such a big heart. I'm a bigger fan than I ever would have been just in his fighting alone. So I'm one of Moraes' biggest fans right now. Have you seen... One of the other things that can happen when you have that posturing response is you can go into convulsions, too. You're going to have a seizure, basically. Yeah. It's not the kind of seizure you need to treat with medication. It's something that will resolve also. They just need to be supported. But have you seen that? Have you seen uh, someone have a convulsions or a seizure after a knockout? I've seen minor convulsions. I've never seen a seizure. And, I've you know, since I know what a seizure is and... And I know the difference. A lot of people will call a, call a convulsion a seizure. And I've seen minor convulsions. I've never seen, I've never seen a seizure in a fight. I would fucking freak out if I saw that. And I've never seen one. I've seen... But you'll see, I think the convulsions you'll see with, with a knockout, you know, I've it's seen not that. common. But right. It, it does and, I, and I've seen minor convulsions in a fight. I've seen minor and major posturing of both decerebrate and decorticate types, and, and both have freaked me the shit out. But I've never seen uh, a, a, a seizure. Well, but, we, we use that posturing in medicine if someone's in an actual coma, like they had in a car accident or whatever happens, a medical coma, whatever happens. But you use that posturing as part of the, your grading, or your grading how bad someone's coma is. Those are bad. When it gets down to decorticate and decerebrate posturing, that's like almost as bad as it gets. Non-responsive is worse, but those are just just above that. So, 
Pretty scary to see that in a fight. You know, if you're the dock at the ringside, it's not fun. I, I mean, would, that, that I kind would. of stuff's scary. That, and I, and they luckily for the UFC, I gotta say, they go that extra mile. I don't know about the new owners, but the old owners, they had a plastic surgeon travel with them everywhere to cut. So most of the times, the guy sewing up the cut is just some old guy that a promotion said, "Oh, we need a doc," so they find. Any, they can find a freaking, uh, um, they can find a, a general practitioner, whatever. They could just find anyone. ER doc would be great, but the UFC goes that extra mile. They actually have a orthopedic surgeon travel with the fights. Orthopedic surgeon. They have a, a plastic surgeon travel with all the fighters so they can sew them up in the back so they don't get scarred. And they have a neurologist. Okay? So... And they have an ER doc. The ER doc is, he's Dr. Davidson. He oversees, he's the main guy, and he oversees all the other docs, um, um, you know, where they travel and how they go, and he connects it all. But, so, I, that's kudos for the uh, for the UFC for well, doing I, that. I think that's a big deal, because if you yeah. go to smaller fight, fight promotions, you'll have a fight doc, which, you know, it's hard to be good at everything. No. You know, as an orthopedic surgeon, I cover sporting events, you learn about concussions, you know, you know how to manage airways and you know how to manage things, but I'm not an ER physician. And then you have a, you know, you go to the UFC and you have these different specialties represented. So you're going to have a lot higher level of care that's, when you have all those things there. So that's I, huge. I, I that's think huge. that's, I think that's pretty good for the fighters that are at least fighting at that level. Unfortunately, the level before that, you're probably not getting that kind no. of. No, I've seen OBGYNs get hired to, to, I honest, swear to God. <laughs> I was at a fight in LA once, and and I was talking to the to the ringside doc, and she was an OBGYN. I saw a chiropractor once, but like I said, the UFC takes it to like the next level. I don't know about Bellator; they might, but I know for a fact, um, Doctor Sue in the UFC. He's a he's a he's a uh, you know a plastic surgeon based out of Las Vegas, Nevada. I know Doctor Davidson's an ER doc. I think that. I think the uh, the uh, the ortho guy might be Dr. Davidson too. But anyway, so anyway, kudos to them. Moraes is one of my favorite fighters on the planet now. Aljamain, I hope you feel better. I hope, uh, man, I I don't want you to fight again. I want you to get some a battery of fucking tests. Not just a, don't just don't just get that CT scan. Go to a neurologist. Get a freaking MRI. Have a full battery of neuro tests, please. So it really comes down for these fighters getting back and getting cleared to get back to contact is it's neurocognitive testing. A lot of the stuff that happens in your brain, you can't image. An MRI, even the best MRIs we have today and CT scans aren't going to see the type of brain injury that happens, you know, with this. And, and in fact, that's even the problem with you know, the repetitive brain injury and what they right. call CTE is you can't really diagnose it right. until someone's dead. You do, a, you do an autopsy right. and look at their brain under a microscope and do some staining. Then you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's got chronic traumatic brain injury. I would have so, that if they no. right now. I would have that. Yeah, we need to take a biopsy. I, would, I swear <laughs> to God I have some kind of damage. But, okay, so with that said, like what I do, if that was my fighter and he ha was going to fight again um, and I couldn't talk him out of it, I wouldn't even let him spar for the next three months. I will not let him anywhere near sparring. He could hit the bag in another few weeks. He could do some grappling, but no takedowns. 
Uh, because when you do takedowns, a lot of times your head hit. I don't want him. I don't want anything hitting his head. He would not be able to spar or do freestyle grappling or anything where he might hit his head at all for at least three months. So timelines, they're good because you can say, okay, we're just going to block you out of out of doing that for a certain amount of time. But the problem is some concussion symptoms last for longer than that. Yeah. You know, if you if you have a severe enough concussion or multiple concussions piled up is you can have symptoms longer than that. And so the way we get around that now is we actually do testing where we test your neural function. So it's called a neurocognitive test. You have to check your reaction time, your concentration, your memory it can be done on the computer. So you can see when someone's back to their baseline, then you actually have something other than time to go, okay, look, this guy's good. And maybe you get better faster, or maybe you get better slower. At least you have something to follow. But the thing, the thing, the thing that I would have a problem with those things is because if they seem better on that test sooner, I still don't want them to fight till later. Yeah, you can wait. The, yeah, you can err on the side of safety and wait longer. And always. then some people are symptom free, but then you put them through exertion, you go run them on the treadmill, and then their symptoms return. So it's not just, hey, I'm good at sitting here in my chair. They have to be, you know, it's get like their stress test. Yeah, they have to be stress tested with exercise. So. So there's that. And then someone asked a question on our last week's podcast, which is a great. Um, someone asked about a spit test for con grading concussion, or concussion severity. So there was an article in the last few months this year that they some researchers tested saliva looking for certain parts of DNA or RNA. And they could actually predict the severity of a concussion based on how much of that stuff they found in your saliva. You could do a blood test too. But they're just trying to develop a simple test where you can say, okay, my kid or whoever got a concussion, how bad is it? You know, if you could do an easy test like a swab test like they do for strep and say, oh, this is a severe concussion. You're going to, we can predict you're going to have symptoms for a month. Great. You can plan out, you know, you can plan not returning or whatever. So there's some interest in that. It really hasn't been validated yet. So someone asked about that. I think it's a, personally, I think it's a great idea. Any more tools that we have? to grade concussions other than, you know, you know the, the, it's not very reliable when you have different doctors doing all these tests and just asking questions. If you have something you can actually test, send off to the lab, see how severe the concussion was, I think that would be great. It's not even a fact, it's not even... It's not out yet. It's yeah. like anything, it's like a lot of things you see on the internet. It's, hey, look at this great new thing they discovered. Yeah, it's not available yet. So it has to be tested and validated. And in the future, if we have something like that, I think it'd be great. I think everybody that gets a concussion should get a, a CAT scan immediately. And I think everyone that gets a concussion should not be able to do any contact uh, training for, depending on the severity, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with three months, unless it's just like I get dazed a little bit in sparring or something, then I don't think they should spar or anything for at least a month. But I think if they get knocked out, I think Algermain should not even be able to grapple hard for another three months that was ugly naga scared the shit out of me um and i hope i hope he's great yes yeah. yeah so anyway I, I think a concussion if you have a severe concussion which is basically with loss of consciousness yeah those people are taken out for a while a lot of concussions happen that are milder they probably don't even get reported you just get yeah. dinged or whatever you used to yeah. call it hey Ozzy, he got dinged it used to be funny like let, oh there's someone let me tell you what's funny I used to get rocked so much when I was training, even sparring, because we used to spar every day, all out, trying to knock each other out. Bundini Brown, 
who was Muhammad Ali. He invented float like a butterfly sting with a bee. He's the one that came up with that. And he owned this gym I used to train at, Muhammad Ali Boxing Gym in Santa Monica. And I used to get rocked so much. We used to have so many wars in the gym. He used to call me Mr. Hart. He goes, he said, he said, uh, he said, Mr. Hart gets rocked so much. He's like lives in the twilight zone. He's got so much heart, he only has one lung. Anyway, he always say that. I'm not proud of that. But anyway, so, so, so but some people have a better resistance to it. Obviously, you did. How some, is that it's true? I, mean, I got brain damage. Well, they still you're you're functional, semi-functional, <laughs> and we got Glover fighting. We got Glover fighting. Is, uh, coming up. Coming up uh, next weekend, he's fighting uh, Saturday night. Misha something. He's like uh, here. I'll load it up for you. He's like um, he's from. Uh, I think he's from. Uh, is he from Poland or Russia or something? Lat- anyway. Latvia. Latvia. I think. Let me look him up here. What else about Latvia? I don't even know where that is. Latvia. Latvia. Lat- Where's Latvia? Latvia. Latvia. L A T V I A. I have no idea where that is. Where is that? Anyway, um, I'm pulling for you, brother. Hope, hope, uh, hope everything's great. Uh, I'm pulling for Glover. Glover's twenty six and six. His guy's thirty three and three. Guy looks like a beast, and He's, I know he is one. But so is Glover. So I don't know. I think I just I think Glover has a little too much, uh, too much in his arsenals, his tools, but. Um, but uh, I, I just, I, I'm hoping, I'm pulling for Glover. So we got that coming up this week. Uh, what else we got? Uh, I don't know. Oh, we got, I know we got, uh, oh, that's that's a Lawler uh, Dos Anjos main event. That's going to be a freaking, who's the semi main? Oh, Lamos, okay. Uh, and then, oh, shit. Look at that one. Ponsonini. Ponsonibio versus Mike. That is going to be a war. Oh my god. I I don't want to see Glover's fight because I love Glover and I just don't like to see him fight. I don't want any of my guys to fight. I just want him to train, run a gym, and have a good time. So I don't want to watch him fight. Uh, I do want to see Lawler fight and Dos Anjos, but fucking Ponsonibio versus Perry. That's going to be like the most brutal fucking war in the world. That's going to be like that's going to be World War... Has there been three yet? Close enough. All right, World War Three. That's going to be World War Three. This guy is... That's going to be brutal. These guys are going to go. So I, that's that's going to be... We got to... We're going to watch that one. The fights are in, uh, they're in... They're in Canada. So it's probably regular time, right? Yeah, I think it's 8, eight o'clock... 8 o'clock Eastern. Eastern. So, okay, 5 p.m. Oh, so we're going to watch it at 5. It's early. It's 5, okay, so 5 p.m. Watching, start time. So we're going to watch it at 5. Oh, man, we got to watch that fight. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we'll do a talk about it right after the fight. And then we got, uh, we'll talk about all the medical issues, too. Yeah. What do you think? I think we. <laughs> I think people, when people watch this podcast, they get the best of both worlds. I think that's the idea. It's called the, That's why it's called Pitmaster and the Doc. So we love your questions, too. So ask okay. questions about fight medicine. It's and interesting. I, it's stuff yeah. I don't know about. I'll learn about it. We'll talk about it. And I'm sorry about my Twitter. Okay, my Twitter was suspended for 12 hours. How do you get banned from Twitter, John? 
Have you seen what the president tweets? How do you get banned from Twitter? <laughs> I was banned for, It was weird because I get up, right? If, you're, I, if I, it's for... Can you, what did you do? Let me just show you. Okay, so I go to my Twitter. Because the president fat shamed another world leader and he didn't get banned. <laughs> Wait, so I, 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 went on, I, I went on Twitter, right? I'm going to show you. These are all my pictures, guys. So don't worry, there's nothing... Believe you can, me. You can pause it and slow it down if you want to see all, all those pictures. Okay, so this is what happened right here. This is this is twelve. Uh, this was uh, this was two hours and forty five minutes left. There was a countdown. Do you guys see that? There was a countdown. You can't really. It doesn't come across uh, on the screen. Anyway, it says you, you. We have determined that you have violated the Twitter rules, so we've temporarily limited some of your account features. Yeah, like tweeting. Hello, that's the only feature I care about. While in the, some of your features, while in the state, you can still browse tweet Twitter, but you're limited to only sending direct messages to your followers. No tweets, no retweets or likes. Okay. Your account will be restored to its full functionality in, and then there's a countdown. Check it out. Can, I, can you see this? Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's what it, that, I, that's what I got. That's what I came on to. So you were minding your own business, or what happened here? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to get into too much. Uh, there's a certain celebrity that was, uh, I don't know, she wasn't. I didn't like what she was writing. She was writing some negative things about the president and and the fire that we have in California. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty. Uh, I mean. I'm I'm pretty here's uh here's Ultimate Fighter season eleven team, um that's Court McGee's team anyway um. She was writing some negative things about the president and the fire, saying it was the president's fault because God hates the president so much. So she started the fire. So it irritated me. She's a, a celeb, you know. A, what's her name? Chelsea Handler, the one that looks. God, she looks tore up. But anyway, so I just wrote her back and said, "Hey, retard." The f God actually hates the Democrats because they allowed uh, Katie Steinle to get shot in San Francisco because of the sanctuary cities and the open borders. And so I don't know. I just it was. I didn't think it was a big deal. She's she's calling the president a rapist. I mean, and and she's still on. So I I, I don't know if he was saying the word retarded or I don't know what it was. But I got booted for twelve hours. Did you learn your lesson, John? I did. I started a new account. He was nervous for 12 hours. He was like, what am I going to do? No Twitter. No, because not because I go on the Twitter that much. It's because I use it for business, too. So I'm not going to use that one anymore. Pit underscore master will only be used for um, for martial arts, fitness, you know, stuff like that. I started another Twitter account, The Hack Stand, T-H-E-H-A-C-K Stand. S-T-A-N-D, the hack stand, all one word, at the hack stand. That's my new one. There'll be more political stuff. And I have a Facebook page, um, the hack stand as well. So um, I did learn my lesson. I'm not going to do that again. It was a slap on the wrist. 12 hours. 12 hours. 12 hour bed. That was 12 long hours, You're such man. a bad boy, John. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so that's what we got, guys. Uh, we'll be back. This We're going to talk about this fight as soon as it happens. All right, send in your questions. We'll talk about them. Good one, John. All right.